Next on BYU Sports Nation, dual sport impact. For the second time, BYU football and basketball will sport a familiar name on the roster in the same season. Corbin Kafusi discusses his role on the football and basketball teams, plus Sean Olmstead of the MPSF champion men's volleyball team. And the science behind winning a West Coast Conference championship and ending a 14-year dynasty on the golf course. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live in Radio Vision, BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. April 25th, happy Monday, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who has never been more proud of his sweet mother. Jerem Jordan. Oh, that's right. Be- well, no, uh, no, no, that's not true. <laughs> um, but she, she lives in Arizona. She went to the Fan Fest on Saturday, and she loved it. She loved it. She said, hey, Bronson Kafusi's here, and I thought, that's cool. Wait, it was Corbin. Classic mistake. That's okay. Um, Giving her a pass on that Yeah, one. so Corbin will join us. You know, he met my mom. That'll be probably our number one topic. But she met Kalani Satake, Ty Detmer, all, all the guys. She said everyone was great. Everyone was fantastic. I, I told her. I told her to tell Elijah Bryant, like, hey, are you the weekend? And then she said, Jerem told me to tell you about the weekend. <laughs> so we didn't quite execute that to the level that I wanted it. But my mom had a great time. And all indications from Twitter and those that went there are that the Fan Fest was awesome. It looked like there were thousands of people. Is that Pioneer Park right across from the Mesa Temple? Um, the next one is May 7th in Pleasanton, California. So that, and, which is a huge day. You're going to have potentially men's volleyball for the national championship, rugby, men, and women playing for the national title uh, on that day as well. And death cap for cuties in town. Pleasanton, California. If you can name <laughs> the BYU women's soccer player that graduated a year ago. Carly. Nope, that's not the one no? I'm thinking of. Who you Maybe thinking? it is. Maybe it is I Carly. Thought, is Carly from Pleasanton? I thought she was. Maybe not. Annie Amos is also from Pleasanton. Oh, Annie Amos. Okay. So awesome. there you go. By the way, the women's soccer team's in Italy. They play today. Yeah, how the, about the, that? Once every four years, you can take a trip. Uh, men's volleyball, awesome. 4,900 were there Saturday night. BYU won the MPSF championship. Sean Olmstead will join us. So fun. So every time BYU gets an ace, there's a dude on the north end of the Smithfield house. Ace man. shows an ace to everybody, and then he puts it down. He gave me one. That he wants to add on the set. So we're going to add it. Nice. Let's add it right now. Okay, Jerem's going to do that. While he is placing the ace card on the set, let's get you to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Down low, yes. Number one ranked men's volleyball, as Jerem just mentioned, won the MPSF tournament title, beating UCLA for the third time this season. All three in four sets. Jerem, get your act together. Goodness gracious. BYU Volleyball, number one seed in the NCAA tournament, number one team in America. They will play the winner of Long Beach State and Erskine on May Erskine. 5th at Penn State. Erskine. Erskine. No, Erskine. That's how you say it. Is it Erskine or Erskine? It's Erskine. Oh, yeah. so you're... T- okay. I've been saying it, Erskine, incorrectly. It's uh. Erskine. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was confused. I thought you were it's telling not me gonna it's matter. not Erskine. It no. is it's Long Beach Erskine. State is going to win that match. It okay. doesn't matter. Fair enough. 24th-ranked baseball dropped its second series of the season, losing two out of three to Creighton over the weekend. This is two weeks in a row. BYU's lost a series now. The team also announced the following. This is terrible. Pitcher Maverick Buffalo's out for the season with a UCL injury. He was He's the day the, two starter. Yes. That is really big news for BYU baseball. Six and one as a starter. 
That is a bummer. Ugh. The reason to me BYU's lost the last two series is because Maverick Buffalo has been out, and now we know he's out for the year. That's no good. We'll talk to Mike Littlewood and the BYU baseball team about that. They have a huge series with Gonzaga approaching top teams in the West Coast Conference starting on Thursday. Dave Rose, BYU basketball coach, announcing Friday that Corbin Kafusi will play both football and basketball for the Cougars starting this fall. We will get into all of the details of that in about 60 seconds. And he'll join us as well on the show today. The top-ranked rugby team beat Arkansas State 68-20. to I said they'd win by 50. In the semifinal. So you were way off. They, they won, won by 48. Yeah. yeah. Yep. In the Varsity Cup semifinals. Isn't it supposed to be some, like, kind of close in the semis? They will play Cal, Cal, in the final on May 7th at Southfield. For ticket info, go to varsitycup.us slash tickets. Varsitycup.us slash tickets. This is the 11th time that BYU has faced Cal in the final. That, that is big time. And it's going to be at BYU. The drive for five. Straight National Championships. You bet I do. (laughs) Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Dual Sport Impact. A little football formation. Oh, he spins out of the rush. The Heisman stiff arm. Corbett Kafusi. Now, to this point, the only footage we'd previously seen of Corbin Kafusi in football pads was during the sequence of Boom Shakalaka in 2014 that you just heard and saw when he dunked in the Smithfield house wearing pads. Now, channeling our inner Peyton Manning. You want to do this together, Jerem? One, two, three. Omaha! Kafusi and his coaches have Papa John's. Yes, thrown in an audible twist. And this was hinted at on our show not too long ago by Steve Kafusi. I would love to have him come back. He, you know, we're, I'd love to have him uh, come and, and help us. So we'll see what happens here at the end of the season. But it would be fun to, uh, you know, if that's something he wants to do. The intonation in Steve's voice is, the, is this. Yeah, he's going to play football with us, and uh, I'm going to be his head coach, and uh, I'm the Polynesian Matthew McConaughey. Is Steve, is he, <laughs> that's also a little, bit of, like. a little bit of Bill Belichick there, too. No, Belichick is this. Uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to play, uh, you know, our game and, uh, Tom Brady four-game suspension is in the news uh, yet again. It has been announced Wicked as of smart. Friday. BYU basketball coach Dave Rose saying that Corbin Kafusi will play football and basketball in 2016-2017. This got some solid national run on social media. 6'10 football player? Yes, Sports Illustrated's Twitter feed picked it up, sent out NBC Sports. Ralph Russo of the AP chimed in saying this. Just noticed BYU's Corbin Kafusi will play football and hoops in 2016-17. The 6'10", 255-pound forward will play defensive line. Fun! Fun! That's what it sounds like more to me when I read that. Corbin said this, it's always been a dream of mine to play football at BYU. I'm really excited about what is happening with football. I'm looking forward to being coached by my dad, who we just heard from and hinted at it, and learning from him and my teammates. Which brings us now to the Twitter question. Where will Corbin Kafusi have a greater impact this season, football or basketball? Hashtag BYUSN, win at BYUTeddyBear89. Depends on his position, but I'll say football his football size with he's football size with basketball athleticism he'll be unstoppable now he's in basketball shape remember when bronson kafusi played basketball he was oh, in football shape oh everyone remembers he kelly, was in football kelly shape kelly olenek certainly remembers with the celtics he was in football shape he was never in basketball shape he was reverse bobo doll you know what i'm saying like really top heavy 
Corbin Kafusi needs to get in football shape. He will play defensive line, by the way. So I think that he's going to be a predictable third and long pass rusher, trying to get in the passing lanes and try and block kicks. Block field goals. To me, that's his role on this team this year in football. Remember how Mitch Matthews would line up on the field goal block? In fact, he he blocked one one at at Central Florida. At UCF. That's right. Bronson Kafusi. Excuse me, Corbin Kafusi will do that. Come there you go. There you go. We're discussing so, both. So I think his bigger impact will come in the second half of the basketball season to me because this year will be a development year. He, I believe he tore his ACL the first game of his senior year at Timfew. So it's been five years since he's played in a football game. I yes. know he's crazy athletic. Yes. He's in great shape now. But D1 football is – is tough, man. Like, it's really tough. It's easier to play basketball than it is football, physically, to me, at the next level. So I think Corbin Kafusi in the second half of the season will be a good backup center to Eric Mika, and he'll have a bigger impact there. Because what's he going to do? He's going to have less than 10 tackles, probably. Maybe a blocked kick. You know what I mean? That's how, what I see him doing this year. But, but maybe the two years after that, we'll see. Let's manage expectations and give him a year to transition into – the football mentality. He and is to, not a starter to on the learn D-line his right role, now. what they want him to do, the specifics of that. And so I absolutely agree with you. Basketball is where Corbin Kafusi will have the bigger impact because he's experienced there. He started 36 games as a basketball player, for crying out loud. And here's the good thing he's going to get bigger training with the football team, and he's going to remain athletic. Heavier. He's, he's going f- to put on some weight. Yeah, he's 255 right now. And still be really athletic. Well, that was at the beginning of the basketball season. Who knows if he's added weight in the offseason. What a solid option. Off the bench, former starter for BYU basketball and Dave Rose, off the bench to come in and be a physical rim protector. Look out, Karnowski, because you're the next Olenek. <laughs> Listen to this quote from BYU head basketball coach Dave Rose. We're excited for Corbin to have this opportunity. We're very supportive of this decision and we'll look forward to having him back with us full-time when the football season is over. The first question that ran through my mind is, why is Dave Rose super cool about all of this, losing Corbin for the first essentially month and a half of the season? Now here's the question. Does he – yeah, he, it sounds like he's going to practice with the team uh, post-regular season pre-bowl game. Practice with the basketball with team. With the basketball team, okay. So this means that if he doesn't play in a basketball game until after the bowl game – which is Poinsettia Bowl a couple days before Christmas, that means he's going to miss somewhere between 13 and 17 games for BYU basketball. Like all the non-conference and uh, maybe a conference game or two. That's a lot. That's like a close to half. Like he might miss half the basketball season. I'll give you three reasons why Dave Rose is totally okay with this. One, gets back from his mission tomorrow, Eric Mika. Oh, Caesar! Okay, Eric Mika Caesar returning returns. from Italy. There I can't is, wait for that. There is also Peyton Dastrip, another four-star ESPN Top 100 guy coming back from his mission. Kyle Davis is a starter that is coming back. Hey, those three guys right there make it seem like not as big of a deal for Corbin yeah. to have to miss part of the season. Oh, lots of front court depth for sure on this team. So that's, that's why it's okay. I think that if BYU didn't have this situation where they have Eric Mika coming back from a mission – Peyton Dastrup, Yoli Childs behind them as well. I think it's okay that he can catch up. And, and maybe there's not as much room on that roster for him when he returns. That's the hope, is that your guys are, are clicking, they're awesome, and that you just plug in another weapon. Here are the details of the dual sports setup. Kafusi, 6'10", 255, at least we think he is. Maybe he weighs more he, right he's now. He's coming I in, don't we'll know. ask him. 
plans to work out with both teams during the summer, transition full-time to football for fall camp in August, where he will play on the defensive line. At the end of the football regular season, he will join the basketball team, practice, and then after the bowl game, we believe we'll start to finally play games. Defensive line, coached by his dad, Steve, so I'm sure Steve is very excited about that. I see him as a pass rusher on third down and long initially. That's kind of what Bronson Kafusi was. He wasn't a every down kind of guy off of his mission in 2012. August, you know, it had been like weeks. He ended up having as many sacks as Ziggy Ansah did, who was later the fifth pick that year. So he, Bronson was effective, but a limited role as he get his body going. You hope he doesn't get hurt in football so that basketball can still be there. What of his eligibility, though? Like, with all of the years and different sports, like, how, how much can he play for each sport now? And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Corbin Kafusi is a sophomore in football and a junior in basketball. So one of those years for him in football was a redshirt, if you will. Okay? So now he's a so-, so he has three years in football, two years in basketball. That's great. He originally signed a letter of intent to play BYU football out of Timview High School. The plan was, hey, I'm going to play football at BYU. Then he grows four inches on his mission. Plays comes pick home. up during the summer. Yes, and the BYU Kyle basketball Collins players. says to him, we need you on the team. Yeah, Tyler Haas said the same thing. Dude, we've got to have you. We've got to have you, yeah. And they, they were lacking in the post a little bit. So it was a huge uh, blessing, if you will, for the basketball team to have Corbin Kafusi. Following in the footsteps of his brother Bronson, who played football and one season of basketball, now Corbin Kafusi will do the same. Kalani Satake likes his versatility, his size, obviously. He's seen what he can do <laughs> jumping on a basketball court. What's, what's to lose, man? I mean, this is a really, really interesting Rose, situation. For Dave Rose's injury in the football season, that's what's to lose. Let's hope it doesn't come to that, right? Yeah. If he stays healthy, this could be a very good thing. That's the question I answered. For, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now think about it. There will be a Kafusi again on the football field in 2016. <laughs> Countdown to the Wildcats. 131 in game number one against Arizona. And the Cactus kickoff. Corbin Kafusi will suit up for Kalani Satake and BYU football. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join us. Where will Corbin have a greater impact this season, football or basketball? You decide. Tennis court. Coming up, two conference championship coaches will join us, and Corbin Carfusi on the sport he feels he'll have the biggest impact in. Hey, there he is. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, brought to you in part by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Just do it! Hey, the Batcats have a two-game losing streak. They're looking to snap out of that with the University Parkway Collision Series Derby thing. Tomorrow, 8 Eastern time on BYU Radio. At Utah Valley, the Concrete Palace. Our Twitter question. Where will Corbin Kafusi have a greater impact this season, football or basketball? At Kip Kent says, great athlete. But give him a year to adjust to college football. He'll have a big impact off the bench in relief of Mika in basketball. And at uh, Twiggerstone, basketball. He's been focusing on that for a while now. He'll take time to get into football shape. Let's ask Corbin Kafusi the same question, shall we? Because he's in studio there with us. Welcome back to Studio B, Corbin. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, looking tan, hi, man. Hi, after, hi, after some time in Arizona, you're looking, you're looking tan. Arizona's got some sun. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Got this a little is, bit of sun. This <laughs> is a fact. Yeah, you went, you went down to the Fan Fest. How was that? It was really good. Tons of people were there, and it was just fun to be down there. You, you met my mom. She, she went to the Fan Fest and hung out. She, she said, yeah, Bronson's here. And I was like, well, later she's like, oh, it was Corbin. It was Corbin. <laughs> yeah. I'm showing a picture on BYU TV, but yeah, she, she had a lot of fun. She said it was great, and it was nice to meet you guys. Your mom was great. Yeah. Nice yeah she's lady. super nice. There were a ton of people there, at least from what I could tell from the pictures. Like, what a turnout for the BYU fans to show up like that in Mesa. Oh, yeah, for sure. We were like, oh, maybe the line will get smaller, and it just kept growing and growing. <laughs> <laughs> we might be here a while. <laughs> How many autographs do you think you signed? I, I don't know. It's a good question. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Getting my, arm, my hand strengthened, hand, you know. Does your hand hurt? Would you hand? say it was a plethora? It was a plethora, yeah, you know. Okay. And you know what that means? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Channeling our three amigos already. It's off to a great start with Corbin Kafusi joining us in Studio B. Dual sport athlete now officially announced. It had been hinted at, and now BYU has made that official. Okay, so Corbin, let's ask you the Twitter question. Where do you feel like you will have a greater impact the approaching season, with the football team or with the basketball team? That's a hard question. I don't know. I hope I have an impact on both. So I can't say one or the other because I'm hoping to do my best in both. So it's, you can't really say. Like, I feel like it's taboo if I say, oh, I'll do better in this one. You know, or, it's probably so, true. We had that. Hopefully it overall Corbin. is good. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Hopefully both are effective. Uh, you had kind of hinted at this, so Bronson and Steve, yeah. the last several weeks and months. But when, when did you start to think maybe this was a possibility? Uh, I think it was midseason. My dad had talked to me and – a basketball? Yeah, he well, he sent me a little text, and it was funny. And then my mom talked to me, and I was like, I don't want to hear anything until after after basketball season. You know, I want to focus on the season. But then, as, as soon as like the regular season ended after our WCC tournament, I met with Coach Satake, and it all went well. What was your message uh, from Dave Rose when you began initial discussions of all of that? Coach Rose, he was really supportive. I think one thing, he was, he really wanted me to like, oh, like, I think he thought that I might be missing some of basketball, but I was like, no, I still love basketball. Like, I'll still be around. And he was really supportive through the whole process. And he just wanted me to do what I thought, you know, kind of chase my dream type of thing. He's like, we're going to help you chase your dream. And so he was awesome. So did the dream reemerge with you or did it always exist where you wanted to play football? Because you signed to play football here, mm-hmm. but then you've been a big piece of the basketball team. So you, yeah. you missed football in some way? Yeah, I think there was always things I missed about it. And especially, I remember on my mission when Bronson sent me a picture of him in a basketball uniform. I was like, what's going on? And <laughs> like, he was like, I can do that. <laughs> That's exactly how it was, you know, that little brother syndrome. I'm like, well, I can do that too. <laughs> so it's always been the dream. Devin's going to think that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't. No. <laughs> Is Devin a basketball player too? Devin, he, he likes to play for fun, but I don't know if he likes it enough to try and play. Gotcha. He's on a mission right now in Germany, Alpine Germany. Germany. There you go. What do you expect your role to be like specifically on the football team in terms of how many snaps you see? What kind of mm-hmm. things do you do you feel like you can bring to BYU football? You know, I think I definitely bring size, which is good. A lot of people think, oh, you're maybe too tall, but I think the more size you have, the better, right, for specific positions. So I don't know exactly how much time or whatever, but just whatever, whatever I get, I hope to use, you know. Do you, I, I see kind of your role this first year, and I could be totally off on this. Who am I to say this? But thir- kind of passing downs, get in the rush lanes, try and block some kicks. 
Do you hope it's more than that in the first year, or do you want to kind of ease your way back into it since you haven't played football in like five years? Yeah, it's, it's what, been a little while. Did you tear your ACL your senior year? Was I off on that? Or was it my ACL? I had okay. a, just a knee surgery, but gotcha. I didn't get to play that my senior year like of high school. Like the first game or something? No, like all, the entire season. Oh. I, get, I came back right in time for basketball season, so I played basketball my senior year, but not football. Gotcha. When you look at the, the physical toll that this will mm-hmm. take on your body, you know, what, how do you prepare for something like that, have, knowing that you're going to go full speed in basketball and football? Mm-hmm. I think it's, this is where it all comes to you know, training right and most of all recovering right, you know, making sure your body has everything it needs so that it doesn't get run down because it would be easy. And I, I'm kind of excited for that. I miss the, the physicality of football and It'll be fun to kind of get back into football shape, but then switch over to basketball. So, how do you balance those shapes? Because Bronson <laughs> was almost punished for playing basketball in a way <laughs> by the way that he had to work out because he had to do all of football plus basketball stuff, yeah. which is really hard. Is there some middle ground with both teams and trainers? Um, I think. Or are you all in football and then you're all in basketball after that? It's a, it's a little bit of both. You know, I think there's there's a lot of good things that you know, intermix between the sports as of footwork and being strong. And that's something I really want to do. And it'll be nice to get into football street because I'll get thicker. Uh, I think more of the conditioning is a bit different. I remember I did a little football workout as soon as I knew I was going to do football with Bronson. I threw up after and I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I thought I was in great shape. You know, I could run for miles, but these sprints things <laughs> were oh, killing me. Like the pursuit drills. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to avoid those now. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you weigh right now? You're listed 6'10", 255. Have you already put on some weight? Uh, so at the end of basketball season, like you always try to get as high as you can right before the season starts, and then you slowly drop. And so I probably at the very end of the season dropped down to 245, mm-hmm. 242, and now I'm back up to 250, 252 around there. And so that's, it's slowly going up. What do you want to be when football starts in August? I would love to play around 270, 265 around there. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to re-ask a question I asked you because I interrupted and you answered the second question I asked. Um, what do you see as, as kind of your role uh, and how much you play and, and, yeah. and whatnot with this and, and where on the field, defensive line, but I assume end, right? Uh, yeah. And so I think a lot of that's up to the coaches and kind of what they see as I get back into workouts and whatnot because I'll just do whatever, whatever they need me for, whether that is to go in and bat down balls on third downs or – Try and block kicks, whatever they need. I want to fill it. What advice has Bronson given to you? Because he's played both sports now, what, what discussions have you had with him? There's a um, beehive in the hallway, I think. No. <laughs> I think uh, Bronson, he never really talks. He always talks about them separately. It's funny because they're separate experiences to him. And so if we're talking football, he'll talk about his football experience. And then if we're talking basketball, he talks about basketball. But he never talks about doing both it was almost like there were just two great experiences within that year for him have you ruled out men's volleyball like as a middle <laughs> blocker like sean olmstead's gonna join us Six ten, you can jump have you ruled that out you know i think i should i'm terrible at volleyball fun fact of the day <laughs> so just get subbed in and jump up in front of the guys that are trying to hit the ball as a really blocking hard specialist yeah i don't have to set you per se just block true but we should just try it like <laughs> Maybe I'm the one that, you know, hey, let's just Hey, we're throwing some more on your plate, Corbin. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll learn how to play volleyball. What? (laughs) Tennis, golf. (laughs) I think it was uh, Brandon Ogletree that referenced what your brother Bronson did against Kelly Olenek in the game where he said, look, people, 
Bronson's a hammer, and, and when he sees a, a nail, nail. All, he only knows how to do one thing, and that's smash it. Okay? You've had a little bit more finesse because you played long. You started 36 games. So how do you not be a football player with that mentality going back to basketball? The way I think of it is, you know, I'll get all my fouls out during the football season. <laughs> be super physical there. And then when I come back to basketball season, it'll be like, all right, I've, I've let that all go, and we can just not foul as much. That's going <laughs> to be impossible. You are going to be a rage machine when you come back after football, <laughs> it's man. It's true, but aggression's good. Bronson was so aggressive. Yeah, it was I great. want that Shaq moment, man. I want you to just rip the basketball hoop down, pull the whole stanza down. <laughs> just 15 <laughs> extra pounds will do it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Corbin, great to have you in Studio B. Let's go ahead and uh, give you some BYU Sports Nation karma um, for football and basketball because you're a dual sport athlete. And I can't remember. You've, you've signed our new flag, new correct? You signed the new it's one? It's new one. We get lost. I we can't do move. not know. Let's, just have, let's have Corbin Kafusi, the football player, sign it. Okay, Corbin Kafusi. That is a different person. The football player yeah. to sign our stretch wide flag. Good luck, man. Thank you. You're left-handed as a football player, so go ahead and uh, sign that. <laughs> this could be the worst-looking <laughs> signature. Corbin, <laughs> now signing the flag. Yeah, just make it as yeah. big good as you want, luck. dude. It's all good. Up next... Is it national championship or bust for BYU Volleyball? I mean, they have done everything right. BYU head coach Sean Olmstead joins us in Studio B. looking fly. Little blocker over there. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcasting on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen, our producer Ben Bagley works super hard. For some reason, he worked extra hard this week. We have a ton of guests lined up already. Listen to this. Blaine Fowler joining us. Kyle Brown, he's the guy that took the pole vault into the face. His recovery is unbelievable. We saw him at the graduation banquet in the Hinkley building on Friday. The story's amazing. It's amazing. He'll tell us that. He, he's, he is like going to compete, it looks like, again, which is unbelievable. Mitch Matthews, the elite one or not, will join us as well. Mike Littlewood of the baseball team. Rusty Oliveira from football. And then Evan Brennan, who is an agent for several of the guys, including Taryn Houck. He'll join us on draft day. Which is crazy. Like From their war room, they're negotiating deals, trying to get guys drafted, trying to get free agent contracts. So that'll be awesome. So loaded week. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines, starting with 24th-ranked baseball, dropped second series of the season, losing two out of three to a really good Creighton team. And then there's this, the team announcing that pitcher Maverick Buffa was out for the season with a UCL injury, huge blow to the pitching staff. Yeah, that is, that is super lame and not great news. Dave Rose announced Friday that Corbin Kafusi will play football and basketball for BYU starting this fall. We just talked to him. He, he said he'll do whatever it takes. He wants to get up to 270 for football. He's at 250, 255 right now. Top-ranked BYU rugby beat Arkansas State 68-20 to in the Varsity Cup semifinals. So it was kind of close. Or not. Not. They will play Cal in the finals on May 7th at Southfield in Provo. For ticket information, go to varsitycup.us slash tickets. This is the 11th time BYU has faced Cal in the finals. And number one ranked BYU men's volleyball won the MPSF tournament title, beating UCLA for the third time this season. With that in mind, we welcome Sean Olmstead and the championship trophy. To Studio B. Oh, whatever you're supposed to do, you know, make a sound. <laughs> yeah. The halo, you know. <laughs> yeah, there it is. You got the Hallelujah Chorus playing yeah. in the background yep. for you, Sean. Yep. I was wearing my Kobe Bryant's on Saturday night. Just like. Not Sunday morning. No. On Why not? Come on. 
Oh, I should have worn them on Sunday morning, too. That's Church. right. I don't they think my wife would let me get away with that. Iglesia? <laughs> I need to talk to you about how you get you away with that. You saw me at the that. wild <laughs> <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't expect to go home that night. I told you guys in... Because we just had practice, we had film, and then the Wyatt Awards. And so, hey, hun, just get an outfit and bring it down, and I'll change in my office or locker room, whatever. And uh, it worked out that I had a little time, so I just said, hey, I'll jet home. We can make a date of it. We can come together. So I just rushed home, and uh, it's all laid out. And then I start to put on this and some shoes. She's like, oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> and then uh, away we went. <laughs> Luckily, I don't think I ran into any administration that night. I kind of stayed low-key, and you saw how quick I was out of there. Yeah. So. I felt like part of the team. I was looking down. I was like, yeah, this is, this is a big deal for me. <laughs> you go. You're not sneaker guy at church, are you? Just no, I've never okay. done that. No, okay. I, I will say. Nothing I will, against I those guys. Uh, no, I, I've never been a sneaker guy at church and probably never will be. <laughs> the Kobe's at church would I be I did awesome. wear some Nike, like these golf pants that were kind of this black camo. Totally okay with that. She didn't see me until I we were in like sacrament meeting. She's like, yeah. you got to be kidding me. What are you wearing? And I wore golf I pants at church. They're so. Nike okay. dress pants. That's <laughs> exactly what I say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so you win the championship in the tournament. Not regular season champs. Tournament champs, number one, number one overall seed. What did it mean to you to have that weekend and kind of culminate the regular season that way? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, uh, the feelings were just excitement and joy kind of for the guys. Um, they've put in so much work. They've been so diligent with all the things we've asked them to do, all the things we've talked about throughout the course of a, just a grinding MPSF season. And uh, they've done it all, and they've stayed at it. And so I was just – you know, it wasn't about myself or our coaches other than, you know, they, they do such a great job uh, for our program. It was just how excited I was for the guys. And, and I kept telling them that over and over, you know, and uh, but they're, you know, they, they still believe there's a ton more to do. So uh, they're excited about that. We just get to play again and uh, we get to keep playing. And so that's exciting, especially when you got a group of guys like this, got a fun team, the chance you hear it in sports all the time. Hey, we just get to play another day. And right now, uh, one match is guaranteed, and we've got to go earn anything beyond that. And in reality, there's uh, a total of two more. Uh, and so the, the guys are looking at it. We'll take the first match first, and we get that opportunity to play, and we'll go from there. Describe the environment Saturday, because Ooh. finals were a couple days before. There weren't a ton of students, per yeah. se, but they pulled back the curtain. There's this really deep group of fans that's yeah. like, 200 feet away from the court, but they yeah. were there, 4,900. Well, I knew something was going on that day because a couple hours before that, we go into some, uh, we go into kind of our final prep stuff and write notes of the whiteboard covered in things about, you know, our opponents and about what we need to do. And I go through this back gate up by, you know, where my offices are, you know, and then I drop down into our team room. And never, ever, ever this year has someone stopped me, you know, the, 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 Wearing the orange, you know, event staff. Someone stopped you? Yeah, uh, it was probably a student, you know, bless his heart. But because, uh, you know, I mean, it was me, you know. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But I, was, I wasn't wearing anything BYU. I mean, I was wearing kind of a Nike, like a camo jacket and just shorts. And, hey, 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 you, who, you can't come through here. And I said, uh, I'm just going to our team room. I'm the coach. And he's like, oh, okay. But that's never happened. You just, you just open the gate and walk through and go down to your team room. No one's ever there. So I was like, do you have okay, a wristband? Do you have a wristband? <laughs> Can I scan that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so something's going on. And, and then, you know, little by little, the fans came in. And um, it was exciting. But, uh, you know, you and I were talking after the match. I mean, that was the norm, along, you know, 10 years ago. 
uh, 12, 15 years ago. I mean, it was always like that. They had to pull down the, cur- bring in the curtain, you know, and it was back to the, that back wall. And uh, so without a doubt, I mean, hats off to Cougar Nation for showing up, especially considering finals and <laughs> probably half or m- more than half of the student population was gone. So again, it's probably the community. And so thanks to yeah. the community and it's a great volleyball community. And uh, so it's just it was enjoyable for the guys. It was a really, really fun environment, and I'm certain. I'm certain talking to the coaches, UCLA enjoyed it too. I think they love kinda, it. You know, hey, yeah. oh man, this is cool. You know, and yeah, they're yelling at me, but just look around. How can you not enjoy an, an atmosphere like that? In your wildest, did you ever think that? Hey, I'm going to coach in the final four on the women's side, and then the next year I'm going to coach in the final four for the men's side. I, I mean, no, no. I mean, I didn't sit there and you know take scribble notes and just say here here's a plan. No, no, not at all, not ever. Um, I've been fortunate to be surrounded by just some great players. You know that women's team. You know, Jen redshirting everything just kind of really aligned with with uh, Alexa Tambor. I mean, all these great players, and there's so many great stories there. And it's very similar here, you know, and so I never thought that, um, but I, I've been fortunate to be surrounded by a bunch of great people, coaches and players, uh, without a doubt. How long did you celebrate the MPSF tournament title? Because the selection show was yesterday, and now you have uh, scouting to do for two teams. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you saw us in our – you were up there with us till pretty late that night, and uh, – and then I had to go. I actually, after you left, the funny thing is one of UCLA's assistants left their backpack uh, at, at the gym, you know, which is interesting because usually you're carrying, you know, in mine, I've got all the, you know, secret ingredients in my bag, you know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but set Ben Pat. You know, yeah. Um, so the janitor's uh, Chuck came up to me and he's like, hey. Uh, this is somebody's backpack. I just look and I'll, I immediately see the name tag of uh, one of their assistants. So I had to call their head coach like at 11.15 that night. I was, st- I was still leaving my office. Hey, uh, he answers, hey, Sean, what's up? You know, <laughs> Remember how we won, man? It was John. so awesome, John. You didn't? <laughs> just start breathing. <laughs> see you in the title game. Yeah. No, and I just – I didn't have his assistant's phone number. And I just had – so I went to their hotel, gave him their bag. They were awesome. And, and so – I don't know. I'm not the one to go celebrate. I mean, my wife went her way and I went my way and we did our thing and our coaches, uh, there's a ton of just logistics now that the NCAA is more involved because it's a championship put on by them. So there's a lot of logistics that have been getting taken care of all day yesterday. So uh, celebration, I didn't even watch the selection show because my internet wasn't working at home. <laughs> what? No, I'm not, Are you serious? I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not lying. I was getting like, kids, turn off, turn off every electronic in the house. I can't get service here, you know? <laughs> so I, I, just finally, I just finally said, forget, this is stupid. And I just sat there and waited till. I mean, I knew my coaches were going to say, all right, we're not, you know, this and that. Yeah. I literally did not see it because it just kept stopping oh, right at the start. Goodness. And so I just, whatever. And that's why I kind of like... Uh, creeped around your Twitter profile yeah. and saw that I knew you'd keep it up to date. So I had a nickel, man. <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, I, we just want to play and we're focused on that, and so we'll get going from there. Now, in the moment, Brendan Sanders said to Lauren Frankham, and I quote: "This isn't what we want." So, with that in mind, is the focus where you want it to be with your team? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was in there with those guys, and uh, maybe he said some things to her before, but he he said 
quote all the right things in our conference after. I loved uh, his focus, determination, Leo's and Ben. We were all three together, and I think that's coming from the entire team, you know. And he's a he's a great kid. That kid just uh, kind of you know he's not as uh, highly profiled as his brother. But, man, he's slowly, you know, doing just outstanding things for this program little by little. And uh, I just like his attitude towards it. I just I love his energy. And uh, so we have we're we're fortunate to be uh, surrounded by a bunch of kids like that. And, you know, I think that their focus is right there. And we're going to play good volleyball, though, coming for good opponents, very good opponents. So we've got to be we've got to be there. Thursday, May 5th, at Penn State, BYU will play the winner of Long Beach State and Erskine. Um, really good middle blockers. The pin hitters have had all this uh, discussion. You know, Eric Sachs has been really good. Is Leo Durkin the most underrated part of the team? It's hard for the average person to assess the setter. Yeah. But when BYU won its national titles, Hector LeBron in 99 Carlos Moreno, the setter was really, really good. Uh-huh. What do you think of Leo's play? Yeah, you know, I think to start the, to answer that question correctly is to really, really – you know, credit uh, the role that, that Robbie's played on this team, you know, and it's not always easy. And I tell these guys that all the time, but I've been maybe most impressed with just him and his attitude towards everything, especially playing a much larger role in years past. But he's been just upbeat, done everything to a T, uh, just uh, exactly what you would want from a team player. And so with that being said, you know, Leo came along and, uh, you know, it, it just from the start, we uh, made a decision as a staff. You know, we might take some lumps and bruises as we get going, but uh, he's done a remarkable job, and he's really, really learned through this process, and, and he's grown so much just over the last three months, four months, as he's kind of been in that situation, have to understand what's going on on the other side of the net and making those decisions in crunch time. Those are tough decisions to make, and uh, he's done a, a r- remarkable job. But, you know, it's a... It's an entire team effort because there is so many, you know, the middles, the, the, the passers have steadily improved. And so there's a, a bunch of good factors that uh, have really contributed to the success. The resume for your team right now is ridiculous. Number one overall seed, number one team in America, MPSF regular season and tournament champions. Hey, the bar's high. You want it to be there. <laughs> your team wants it to be there. So would it be unfair for anyone, a fan or whoever else to think, well, if they don't win the championship, it's a disappointment? I, I don't worry about that. I, I can't, you know. I learned that lesson so many years ago when I got into coaching, and, and it just – I'm not going to worry about that, you know. Uh, if you saw – I was messing with Jordan – or Jerem, excuse me uh, – I get that a lot, and uh, send him some of the things that I get from fans, and it's yeah. just hilarious. Yeah. He was laughing like it you is, got, you know. It's funny. And so, I don't know what that means. I, I don't think people understand. You know, they're sitting at home, you know, and they're just trying to analyze everything. But in reality, getting out is disappointment. Look what these guys have done. Look what these boys have done. Yeah. And so, let's just go compete. And if we do our best. We're, we're very confident that things are going to go our way at the right time, but so are the opponents. So are those teams that we're going against, and we're going to go play a team that's beaten us. And so, well, or, or Erskine, excuse me. You know, that's, I'm going to get ripped for that one probably. But, uh, um, <laughs> you know, we could likely line up with a team that has, you know, had our number at one time this year. So, I, I never read into that because nobody knows what goes into every single thing, what our coaches go through. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my gosh, it was just l- all this body of work. Oh, it's a disappointment. Just, oh, 
you know, where's the Prozac? Let's go. You know, I mean, it's just uh, it, 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 these guys have accomplished too much, and these boys have worked too darn hard for anybody to, to criticize it. I mean, seriously, you know, and, and, and I'll fight for these boys. I'll fight for our staff. It's, it's athletics, and uh, you hope that the best team's going to win, and may the best team win, but you got to lace it up, and you got to get out there and play. I love it when you're on the show, man. I, well, I was going to say before, you know, when are we going to get this guy out of the picture? And it's just <laughs> you and I from, yeah. from 10 to 11. Like, let's go. Yeah. You know, I, I, I watch uh, enough. I think I could keep up to date. We've got vacation time in the summer. So I yeah. think uh, we may have to hey, have Sean on to slide into I'm the gonna, seat. I'm going to look good. I'm going to say it how it is. That, I mean, that's, that's it. And, you know, and hey, join the I don't club, have man. Twitter, so nobody can attack me. No, I don't have any of that stuff. So you guys can deal with all the, the repercussions okay. of having me on. But we always do. <laughs> hey, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the yeah. semifinals, man. Which is in like a week and a half. So maybe I can come on again. <laughs> We've got You time, want a man. double dose? Let, we'll see what we can do. We can pitch it. We'll yeah. see. Yes. You're, not, you're not busy. We know, we know you have time <laughs> yeah. next week. Sean, great to have you, man. Good Thanks, luck. Thanks, guys. Really, thank you. MPSF champions, yeah. regular season Woo! and tournament number one. It's fun to be number <laughs> can one. Can we get a bigger trophy, though? <laughs> Up next, a very successful weekend for BYU Athletics, hashtag rugby, plus ranked relevant, but too busy to join the show. BYU women's golf coach Carrie Roberts finally here. <laughs> BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, rebroadcast there's weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern. Hey, 24th-ranked baseball plays Gonzaga. Huge series for the Cougars in conference play. UVU Tuesday, Utah Valley. And then Gonzaga three-game series starts Thursday, 8 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Really important series for the Cougars. What a weekend for BYU Athletics. Oh, fun. Two conference championships in a week's time. I love it. And we are welcoming the second conference championship coach of the day, Kerry Roberts of BYU Women's Golf on yeah. two set. Carrie, it's great to finally have it's you. Finally, it's great to finally be here. Thanks for having us. Hey, that's a pretty cool trophy that Sean Olmstead uh, brought in. Can you, can you top that? I think we can. Okay, let's see, let's, let's see what okay. uh, women's let's golf see has brought. Holy cow! <laughs> okay. All right, now, this get is, this out of the this way. This is a trophy. Sean said we could keep this for a while. By the way, that's how much he cares about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a trophy. Our trophy and that trophy for breakfast. <laughs> yes, to it's, say the least. It already has BYU on it. This yeah. doesn't have this doesn't have anything on the bottom plate. We're going to tweet out a picture of this West Coast Conference 2016 <laughs> Women's Golf Championship trophy. It's like twice the size, if not three <laughs> times as big as the MPSF Championship trophy. What, what did it mean to to win the title? You guys have been good all year, but you, yeah. Pepperdine had won 14 years in a row. Yeah, it's crazy. You it puts, it puts that into perspective, just how good they've been. I mean, 14 in a row, that's crazy. And I actually thanked Pepperdine in, in my victory speech of, of thank you for forcing us to get better. You know, we had yeah. to get better. Everybody wants to get better, but they forced us to get better. And it was, it was awesome to be the team that dethroned them. We've, ki- we've kidded about not – you've been yeah. too busy. Yeah. We yeah. just haven't brought you in, which is our bad. But we were waiting for a title. So here we are. You were too busy winning <laughs> That's right. to come in until now. That's right. Exactly. Too busy winning and winning and winning and winning. Yeah. I think five out of nine, that's a pretty good winning percentage. That is good. WCC champs ranked in the top 40. You're in the top 25 at one point. What has made this season 
I guess, so successful when you compare it to what has happened in the recent past? Well, we've had, you know, better talent. Um, you know, we got Rose Huang. She's a freshman. She was, you know, conference player of the year. She was amazing. Amazing, especially as a freshman, right? So you get somebody like that. and How did boom. you get her, Coach? <laughs> oh, thank the heavens, right? Well, actually, a professor on campus years ago called me. And was like, hey, you need to check out this girl. Her father actually works at BYU Hawaii. She's not a member. But so they're familiar with the honor code, familiar with that. And she loved the environment and, you know, loves that she's going to be a, an accountant, accounting mm-hmm. program. So it's kind of hard to beat, right? Five years master's program, get to play golf, you know, have the environment that she's grown up in. It's kind of a win-win. So we worked hard to get her and we're just... We th- you know, we say thank you every day that she came. <laughs> What's next for your team? The NCAA championships? So think? they have a regional. Okay. Uh, we find out today at 4 o'clock where we go. So they have four regions, and 18 teams go to each region. Top six from each region go to the NCAAs. Hmm. So we've got to be in the top six. Okay, so 24 teams, if you do the math, six yes. from each of the four regions. Yep. 24 make it to nationals. Uh, nationals. Has that been a goal from the onset of this Absolutely. season? Yeah, that's actually a cool story. I sat down the captains. I said, "Okay, what do you guys want? You know, what 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 do you guys want to accomplish? What are the goals?" And they're like, "You know, you know, we we've been wanting to get to regionals as a team. We're growing, right? We're building our our team." And they're like, "You know, that would be nice, but we want to go to nationals." And I was like, "Love it! Like, couldn't have scripted that any better." So that's what we've been working for. How's your golf game right now? <laughs> uh, good some days, really bad other days. <laughs> yeah, hit and miss. How many strokes are you going to give me when we go play? <laughs> and we will play, Coach. Uh, what's your handicap? Um, it's probably like an 18 or a 20. We'll give you a couple of hole. Okay. A couple strokes a hole. Two strokes a hole. Yeah. Wow, get, you're really good. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that means I'll get four. Or, or you're really bad. Yeah, yeah that too. I'm way worse, so yeah, I'll need yeah. four or five yeah. strokes. Okay, all right. Now, I, I want to talk about the dynamic of that final day of conference play because going into the final round, you had an 11-stroke lead. That's team compilation score. Yeah. You ended up winning by three. What were, yeah. what were the final holes like? Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, you know, and I tell the, my girls it's so much easier being playing. Right, like I'd rather have a club in my hands in that situation than just being able to watch and really not being able to do anything. Um, and Gonzaga just played out of their heads. I mean, they had four girls. A girl shot sixty six, and a girl shot sixty nine. Like, Goodness! Wow. Yeah, you you just you don't see that coming, right? Especially on the last day. And it was, I mean, it was getting two shots, and we're just like, holy cow! I mean, my my heart was beating pretty hard. But we knew we had Rose, Kendra, Leah finishing, and that's a pretty good finishing bunch you know and so Leah I mean she's been clutch her whole career and she birdied last hole to seal it and it was that was a neat moment well let's uh have you sign our flag and give you some BYU Sports Nation karma cool exciting Please. we'll find yeah. out today yeah for mountain time yep. uh six eastern where you go for the regional so yeah on the golf channel we're excited okay so channel. you the, yeah. the show happens on the golf on channel. on the golf channel yeah Okay. We will be watching Excellent. and tweeting. Congratulations, Coach. Thank Fantastic you so much. Stuff. Thanks for having me on. We what a season. Play. Let's do it. Let's play. Two okay. shots a yeah. hole. Four for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably four I'm for I'm so bad. Two. I'm so bad. Yeah. Carrie yeah. Roberts with us. She's going to sign the flag and take that karma up next. Season-ending injury in baseball, just part of the Cougar Whip Around. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem? Let's whip it. Okay. 
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Volleyball. The top-ranked Cougars won the MPSF tournament title, beating UCLA in four sets Saturday in front of 4,900 fans in the Smith Fieldhouse. Somehow we have this trophy on our set for a while now. They are also the number one seed in the NCAA tournament and will play the winner of Long Beach State and Erskine May 5th at Penn State. Don't call them Erskine. Yeah, that's right. Baseball, 24th-ranked team in America, dropped its second game of the series, losing two out of three to Creighton. The team also announced pitcher Maverick Buffo out for the season Ugh. with a UCL injury. Men's basketball. It's terrible news. I hate it. Dave Rose announced Friday that Corbin Kafuski will play both football and basketball for BYU starting this fall. Corbin joined us earlier on the show. Said he wants to play 270 by the time the season starts. He's about 250 right now. Rugby. Somewhere Kelly Olenek is shivering. The top-ranked BYU rugby team beat Arkansas State 68-20 to in the Varsity Cup yeah. semifinals. They will play Cal in the finals on May 7th at Southfield in Provo. Ticket information available at varsitycup.us slash tickets. The 11th time these two teams have faced each other in the finals. And the women's team, yeah, oh, by the way, they won against Saint Mar- excuse me, against Central Washington 24-10. to They will play Penn State in the finals on May 7th at St. Mary's. Softball. Cougars swept St. Mary's over the weekend in three games. Pitcher McKenna Bull set a new BYU record with her ninth shutout of the season. Struck out 11. Soccer. The women's team currently in Italy and will play their first game against CF Bacioni at 2 Eastern. I will confirm that pronunciation with uh, Eric Mika, who gets home from his mission tomorrow serving in Rome. Yeah. Golf. Women's coach uh, Kerry Roberts is the West Coast Conference Coach of the Year. She just joined us. Rose Wong was named Player of the Year as well as Co-Freshman of the Year. Wong, Kendra Dalton, and Leah Garner were named the West Coast Conference First Team. On the men's side, Patrick Fishburne named All-WCC First Team. Yeah, Wong, Tennis. Man. Is this women's or men's? Or both. The 54th-ranked men's team swept St. Mary's 4-0 on Friday. They were swept by Pacific 4-0 on Saturday. They will be the number two seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament. Now, the women's team lost 4-2 to St. Mary's, but they swept Pacific 4-0 to get a bid in the WCC Championships. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays <laughs> finished tied for 13th at 700 in the Valero Texas Open, where there are no turkeys. Zach Blair finished for 20, 20, tied for 25th at minus 5. Back to you. Future guests, Blaine Fowler, Kyle Brown of BYU Track and Field. Amazing story. He was the one that was hurt with the pole vault. I mean, we're talking life-threatening stuff. His, his story is incredible. His humor is unbelievable in the situation. Mitch Matthews, the elite receiver, seeking an NFL draft. Don't get me going, man. I love Mitch. <laughs> Mike don't Rudolph get me going. on what the heck he's going to do about Maverick Buffo being gone for the season. Yeah. Russ Teal of BYU Football Director of Operations, and Evan Brennan, NFL Scout. Really cool stuff coming up. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jerem? Men's volleyball. Champs, we got the trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we have the trophy? I don't know, but we still have it. Works. Our elite tweet of the day answering this. Will Corbin Kafusi have a greater impact, football or basketball? He'll have eight and a half sacks in football. Eight and a half? Whoa! So I'm guessing it's going to be football? Good grief. Thanks to all of our guests. Sean Olmstead, Corbin Kafusi, Kerry Roberts. For Jeremiah Switzer, shout out to John Mo.